fucking K. Welcome to episode 33 of FMLFL. I am Alon. This is Walsh. In this week's episode, we'll look forward to game week 32, talk about the newly announced double game weeks for both Everton and Crystal Palace, and then talk about, you know, our transfers, captains, and clean sheets. Yep, sounds good. So, you have an opening question for us to start on? We have an opening question. Fan submitted. Uh, Henry underscore Beetle said... Henry. Henry. He said, why do you support Liverpool? Talking to me and Palace talking to you. So, you want to start it off? Uh, sure. Um, so, I guess this is like the third year I've been really closely following Premier League. And the first year was when they were, I guess, still in the championship. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I just didn't really know what the fuck was happening. And then the following year was their first promotion season. And I remember, like, that was my first FPL season. And I I remember I had, like, Scott Dan at, like, 3-9 early in the year. Yeah. And he got, I think I had Moxie also. Because I didn't know what I was doing. And oh, I remember classic. Dan got a clean sheet really early, like, when Benarfa had a really big week for Hall or something. I remember <laughs> it was, like, one of my first, like, big game weeks. Yeah, and then I just I always because I'm a Mets fan. Obviously, everyone knows this, but I always chase Mets feelings around other sports because it's just what I'm most used to as a fan. And I was just like a London club kind of shit, always yeah. trying to be better than they are. And Rebecca Lowe's a big Palace fan, and yes. I remember listening to her on Blazers a lot and talking about Palace and the culture. And um, I think she's brilliant and. I remember I talking just, to you about their fans also, like early on, because they were just, they were like the craziest fans in the league when they came up. Yeah, I mean, the Homesdale Fanatics, watching them singing with the flags. I mean, it's just, you get, I got a different feeling watching games at Sellers Park when I was still trying to wade my way through which team I wanted to support. And um, I just liked a lot of their players and. I liked the constant turmoil with Warnock and Pulis and all the. Yeah, it, yeah. it was always a mess in the scenes, <laughs> and I liked just fighting for bullshit all the time, which is kind yeah. of what Palace is about. So that's kind of how I landed there. Um, what about you with Liverpool? Love it. Yeah, I mean, similar. I'll start with the Mets thing because I'm also a Mets fan. Um, it's kind of similar in a lot of ways. It's like like a big club but an underperforming. Um, I liked the history a lot. Like I would watch old like Champions League footage and shit like that, or even like right around the start, of, right around the time I started getting in, really into soccer was like they were fresh off winning the Champions League, and like I knew a lot of the players in the World Cups from Liverpool, like Chabi and Mascherano, and I always knew Gerard. And mainly, I just like loved Suarez. He's my like favorite player to watch day in day out yeah. and just yeah just it's weird because like for both of us I think I've never supported any team other than a New York team yeah because we're both from New York and it's just like and it just kind of like snowballs I guess when it's a foreign team you know you like start to kind of follow one team more than the others and then like you start to like specific things about them and I don't know, just being Liverpool and fucking <laughs> Hendo and Brendo and just everyone. Yeah, Whispering just, to Shelby. Yeah, it was just scenes yeah. all over. And, yeah, and then it's... it was really fully cemented with that the magical year yeah, two years yeah. ago. It was just like the best sports year of my life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird because it, it, you have to be really considered and thoughtful and for us when you're picking a team to support because... It's not something that you're going to waffle on. So you have to like be pretty sure that you like thing, everything about the club that you pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a weird phenomenon. Because, it's so weird. Yeah, I mean, we live across the pond, and there's no real, literal, physical connection for any American normally yeah. to a club in England. Yeah, but yeah. I wonder how they perceive perceive us if we're just like plastic, like fucking pieces of shit, or if they embrace that. We're passionate about the team, just like they are. Yeah, because I mean, like, I'll I'll find out a little more. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what I was gonna reference. Like when I was at Anfield, I remember like looking around, and everyone was just like in their fifties, just like old fucking Liverpool lads, just like talking. And I obviously like stuck out with my American accent and shit. But I was thinking the whole time, I was like, 
I fucking know more than any of you. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm so obsessed, and you just probably all think I'm like a little fuckboy, but... Yeah, I mean, that's probably the one thing, is if you get into a conversation about the team with someone yeah. from England or for you from Liverpool, and they realize yeah. that you know everything that they know, then they'll probably just give instant respect. Yeah, that happened a little bit on my on like in the cab on the way there. We picked up a few Manx, because there's a Liverpool-Man City match. And they were like older, and we just started talking, and they were like, "Oh, like you actually follow soccer?" And I was like, "Yeah, fuck off, <laughs> fucking thanks, <laughs> fucking thanks." All right, um, we don't need to really talk about like last game week. We did that last pod, so I think we'll get a quick word from a sponsor, and then jump into just what the fuck everything, right? Um, sure. Okay, Cindy Crawford. Marilyn Monroe, John Flanagan. What do they all have in common? Legendary moles. FMLFPL is proud to present Flano's Mexican Mole Sauce. The next time a heavy plate of bland Mexican slop does your head in, go ahead and look no further than Flano's Mexican Mole Sauce. Flano's Mexican Mole. Proper boss sauce-like. Okay. That was fun. Oh, God. <laughs> you get this shit. <laughs> All right. That was way better than last week. Oh, um, thank you. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got a quick shout out to producer Nate, as we do every episode, but he sent us this. Uh, well, you guys just heard it. I don't know if you've even heard it yet, Walsh, but he sent me like a little elevator lounge music that for all of our sponsors because last week's episode wouldn't go up on iTunes because I just stole some fucking horrible rock shit from YouTube and it didn't go up because of copyright. So now we have good shit. So thank you, producer. I didn't hear it, but I will do so when this episode goes live. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. Um, So so game week 33, we have a new double, uh, Palace and Everton. So they have back-to-back doubles, so... yeah. I mean, what what do you? Th- I'm wild carded now, so we'll get there. But do you? How do you see that for your planning? Yeah, it's unheard of, right? Back to back doubles and yeah. then a blank. It's just like fucking crazy. Um, I mean, Everton also have another in thirty seven, so it's like yeah. So yeah. it's really it. If Lukaku was on the bubble for you before, he has to be cemented into your team now. Yeah, um, I'm seeing a lot of people talking about like triple captaining him. If you have all of your chips, um, the most common thing I'm seeing is wildcard now, all out attack in 33 with probably three Everton players, and then still bench boost in 34. But I don't know, it just makes the it just elevates the value of both the, any player on either of those teams just so much. Yeah, I mean, I think Lukaku's got to be in every team, and then I think Barkley's going to be really popular. Yeah, he should probably be in every team. Yeah, it's just frustrating with Barkley because he's had pretty decent stats, like still taking a shot attempts and whatnot, but he has such a long string of blanks and shit. He's just been kind of bad for FPL in general, but with four games and two game weeks, you just have to probably hope that he'll luck into points like he used to. Um, yeah, just get like one goal, one assist, and that's success. Yeah, it's, it's a double-digit week. And it's yeah. kind of like he's so nailed, and I know Lennon's a little cheaper, but Lennon's conversion rate's been really high, and they have a bunch of wingers that they could go to instead of him. And I think that it's not worth the savings to get Lennon instead of Barkley because it's nice if you save a mil and a half and you put it somewhere else, but if your double game weaker plays one game, then you'd rather have anyone else. So Yeah, so yeah, I fully agree. It just makes it so much trickier also with the game week 35 situation because of the blanks. So like we mentioned, Everton Palace both blanking. We were already like kind of navigating a minefield with like Everton, United, West Ham, like some of the bigger blanks in 35, but now Everyone's going to want Palace and Everton players on top of that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can can justify a planned hit in Game Week 35 a little bit better if you're having an extra double game week of extra minutes played points. Um, Mm -hmm. I still am not going to go with more than four blank Game Week 35 attackers in my team. I'm just not going to do it. 
So I think, yeah, as you say, for me what it's been, because I really want Belassi, I think at six he's a steal. And I might yeah. even fucking go mental in game week 33 and triple captain him. But um, Home Norwich, home Everton. Yeah, it's like, what? And his stats have been so good yeah, lately. They're always probably pretty good, though, and he's always so bad. But I don't know, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but the real problem I've been having, because, again, Barkley, Lukaku, Balassi, Paye, that's my quota done. And you know you're going to have the Arsenal and Liverpool mids filling the midfield out, but it's been that third striker spot. I know I've been texting you a lot about it. There's just so few strikers who look good with a double and also a game in 35. So right now I'm back on Mitrovic. My boy. Your boy. I mean, his stats are really good the last really two game good. weeks. Yeah. Um, and it seems clear that Rafa last game was just like fucking aim at him in the box. And I know I was kind of shitting on him a little bit last week that a lot of his box touches and box shots or headers, but he's just in there all game. And I don't I mean, buy yeah. people. You're shitting on him because he's got a little bit of that donkey side of him, but Who like we've always said about Pella. If he gets 10 fucking chances a game, he's going to put one in. Yeah, who doesn't? And you know? it's just the kind of thing, again, with... I don't also buy people saying he's fucking insane batshit and he's going to get cards. Other than when he like, was brand new, he's only gotten one card for taking his shirt off in the last like three months, basically. Yeah, so that was amazing when he first came in. But yeah, yeah, he was just too insane and cr- turned up. <laughs> he was properly turned up. The amount of cocaine that was ingested. Oh my was god! All of it. All of yeah. it. Um, but I'm, and it's tough because I. Everyone's like, "How could you not have a United attacker for blah 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 blah?" And I don't know. Martial is still playing reverse out of position. Rooney's due back soon. I'm not still sold on Rashford as being. A bankable asset, and I feel like Mitrovic. If, if Dini had a game in thirty-five, this would have been done for me weeks ago. But yeah, yeah. Mitrovic at six-two with the game in thirty-five also gets to play Norwich this week, which matters for me because I'm wild carding now. Yeah, um, that's true. I think that he's probably that's a good move. Yeah, yeah. I think he's probably going to be my guy there. Um, yeah, re- in reference to your Martial shout, I was actually looking at him a lot too because I mean, same as everyone, I assume you see home Villa, home Palace. Like, I really want to find a United attacker that I like, and that they're just their team stats in general are, are just as bad as it's been all season. There's some sort of like LVG mind fuckery that's happening to make us think they're not as bad, but they are. Yeah, their so, team their team attacking stats are down there with Villa. Yeah, like I, I looked at the last like four game yeah. weeks or something like that. They're last in the league in shot attempts, last in the league in shots inside the box, and third to last in shots on target. Yeah. It's just a what the fuck. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's it's a, a horrific. That's back to I remember maybe Two months or so ago, we had a long talk about United Attack. When I remember, you were like, "What would Rooney need to do for you to consider him?" And yeah. it's still just like the LVG effect, where yeah. they flatter to deceive because they're United and blah, whatever. But the fact of the matter and the stats of the matter is, they've been a really bad attacking team in the last month or so. In the last uh, they two have a blank, years. They have a blank in thirty-five, and I'm not going to have any of their attackers. And we'll see how that goes for me. Yeah, I fully agree. It's that was looking up the stats and just thinking about it a lot was just like a refresher. I was just like, wait, what the fuck am I talking about? Like, yeah, as you mentioned, we're talking about reverse out of position Martial. We're talking about ten year old Rashford, ten year old Rashford, or like injured, dead for life, fat fuck Rooney. <laughs> I'm not getting any of them. No, probably Mata, not. Mata, like, no, Mata's Mata more of a shout for red card than Mitrovic at this point. <laughs> He's so nice that he just gets red cards. Yeah. Um, let's also, one other thing I was, let's, while we're on United, is talking defense. Mm, I was also, yeah. it's also a little skewed because I'm wild carding this week, so I still have 32 and 33 in mind, but, um, their home that makes Everton, it a lot harder for United. Yeah, their home Everton, which is a terrific attacking fixture, but it's a pretty horrendous defensive fixture. Mm-hmm. And then at Spurs, which is just horrific all around. And then they have their, their nice double and then the blank. 
I mean, Smalling, I'm not considering anymore. I was really trying to wedge him in, but at 6'5", he'd be the most expensive defender on my team, and I'd be benching him for two of the next three, uh, sorry, three of the next four with a blank. It's just insane. And they're home Leicester after that. Yeah, which is terrible. It's just kind of insane. So if I was wildcarding in 33 and I had a more short-term agenda where I could just bench in 33 and have the double and whatever, maybe, but... I'm not going to have Smalling. I'm also not going to go with De Gea because uh, now Robles is nailed in with the uh, 33 double and the blank in 35, so I can't have another goalie who has in a blank Tim in Tim Howard 35. in Colorado. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I still Rojo is still kind of there at five. I'm still not convinced that he's going to be able to stay fit to play the games, but yeah. as of right now, he's not in my draft, but I might... Put him in late. Just uh, he's like it's good value at five. It's same as like Gabrielle. Yes, he yeah, might get rotated, but it's good and value. Also, I saw. I don't know if there's firm news about it yet, but I saw Blind what pulled out a little bit out of the last match. He had like a hammy or a thigh injury. I didn't see if, that. If he's hurt at all, Rojo's a hundred percent nailed. That would be great if that because he plays left back or center back. Yeah, and he, and he would know, definitely so. be their first center back fill in. That would be yeah, great. and he'd be yeah exactly so yeah if that if that was true and Blim was not was knackered I would definitely fit Rohan somehow because I could yeah, hide like, I could hide a five million defender but the six five million defender is a not lot harder so to hide much. yeah it's so much um, but let's go back to Palace before we move on out okay. of Palace and Everton talk is there anyone else worth owning uh, I mean Dan's nailed in my team right now there's no question about that it's just just the scoring threat it's, yeah it's just like. His touches in the box, his touches in the box for a defender. I think he was about nearly double the next highest touches in the box for a defender in the entire league. Um, crazy, yeah, it's crazy. The attacking threat is crazy, and who knows? I mean, we're going to be fighting for our lives the next few games, and who knows if we sneak a surprise clean? But four games in two weeks, even though the double and thirty-four are bad games. He's a goal. Th- he's a goal shout any given week. He's kind of like a Baines almost to me, like a never bench, never captain type because of his goal right. threat. Um, yeah, I'm just scared. Like, it, it must be said they have no wins and no clean sheets in 2016. Yeah, it's true, but it's just uh, it's double game week madness time. And I have the you know I mean I haven't known Dan all year. He he went down to five seven the other night. Um, I think it's just a punt worth taking, and yeah. who knows if I'm how I'm looking going into game week 34. Maybe I use my transfer on him for someone else going into game week 34. Maybe right, I do right, Dan right. to Rojo if my attack looks okay, and I don't want to because I'm going to have a free transfer. Yeah, no, that's that's a shout. Yeah, um, and 33. That. I mean, he's got home home, and he has you know. So meh, I'm going to go with Dan, and I still think Delaney is a good enabler. He's so cheap. I'd rather have Delaney than, like, Simpson, I think. Give me the games. Right, yeah, that's fair. I mean, the truth of the matter is no cleans in 2016, but it's like, it's just so hard to stress enough what a fixture pileup can do for a player. It's just like, in the next, like, five actual matches, if he just gets, like, one clean, one goal, Dan, then, like, you're getting amazing returns. Yeah, that would be pretty good. So we'll see, but I think Dan's a great, great option. And then outside of Balassi, I don't think there's a midfielder worth touching. Yeah, that's what I was more wondering about. Yeah, I, and a Kabai. Like people are talking Kabai, people are talking Zaha. There's just nothing yeah, there. Zaha's just a fucking mess. He's never going to be an FPL option for his, the rest of his career. Mm. Uh, Kabai, I think, is still just he's playing kind of deep, and his stats are pretty bad. And if we don't get a pen, he's not going to score. So I don't, yeah. I'm not looking at him. I've been seeing some flutter around fantasy football scout about Wickham, which I cannot even remotely comprehend. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, get um, out of my face. Yeah, but I think it's just Balassi or no one. I yeah. do think that the one outside mad punt that could be just a masterstroke is Punchin, because he's going to be back, I think, this game week. Um, and we've missed him so badly. It's interesting, because I, you know, I listen to that Palace pod. And yeah. They talk about MacArthur every episode about how that fucks us, but they have not mentioned Punchin in weeks, and he's been out for a long time. And yeah. part of our problem, well, our entire problem basically, is our lack of control in midfield. And Punchin does a job there with offering outlets for the back four and mm. pressing the ball up and getting it up to our wingers, or you know, just changing defense yeah, yeah, into yeah. offense. 
It's interesting for those of us not on wildcard now. Like, if he looks really fucking good against West Ham, then you could potentially bring him in for home Norwich, home Everton. That's not that's not bad at no, all. No, it's not bad. He's really cheap. He's only five five. And again, if if he doesn't do well, you can always shift him out to thirty four for someone like Lanzini or something like right. that. And just play with yeah. The, the bottom line though is every Palace player is a fucking mad punt. At yeah, this point. yeah. I think Dan is not a mad punt. I think Dan is sensible. Yeah, I guess you could reason Dan with yeah. logic because the yeah. fixtures in thirty three are both. Oh, I guess home Everton's bad, but he has home Norwich, and it's just a lot of games. Again, it's a lot of games, and I think he's a good investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then, yeah, we, we kind of talked about Everton already, and you said Robles is nailed to your team, which I love. Yeah, I uh, and he's 4-3, back- and he couldn't be possibly more nailed. And I also like Jags a lot, too. Yeah, Robles at 4-3 is just a ridiculous bargain, and Jags at ridiculous. 5-1 is the cheapest route into their back four. Um I definitely don't think Funes Mori is a good shout with Stones there. I don't mind Coleman. I've seen Coleman for some players looking for some flair going with Coleman because he gives you that attacking threat, and he's been in the box a lot recently. But he's 5'9", yeah. it's expensive. And, I'd rather uh, have Jags. Yeah, I think I would rather have Jags I'd as well. I'd rather have the nailedness and just a slight chance of a header. Yeah. The, but Probably again, more BAPS potential. The problem with it for me is that I would still always rather have Robles way Robles, cheaper. yeah, yeah, And yeah. I'm not going to double their defense because I want Barkley. And their defense fucking sucks. Yeah, and their defense is shit. <laughs> it's like so. the fucking worst shit. So that's I don't a, know. I still might keep fucking prosciutto face Bob Elliott, to be honest, but... I'll have to think about it. It's tough. It, it really, I think it matter. It depends more on what you're looking at for 34 and who you want because Robles blanks in 35. So, I mean, you could definitely argue going with uh, Everton defender like Jags and not having Robles and then having someone like De Gea or Adrian or someone like right. that and give, giving you some someone who's maybe a little bit better. But um, Yes. I mean, speaking of Robles, we also forgot to mention Hennessy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, again, another bad defense, but he's like 4-2 and he has a fuck, fuck ton of games. And yeah. I probably won't, but I could. Yeah, he's really cheap, as you said. Like, if I did, basically, the only way I'd get him is if I did something like Hennessy Minule. Yeah. And I wanted to just start Hennessy in 33, and then he'd be on the bench for the rest of my season, but I'd get a bench boost. I'd, I'd at least get minutes played. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? reasonable. Yeah, because you know, unless your goalie has a really good, your other goalie has a really good fixture in thirty three, you'd rather start Hennessy home Norwich home Everton than most. Yeah, but if you get Robles instead, and granted, you wouldn't be able to get Jagielka or someone like that. He yeah. has the double in thirty seven, and he has some pretty good fixtures too. So yeah, no, but that's that's a huge point though. You can't gloss over that. Like Everton actually have good attacking players, whereas Palace don't really. Yeah. So. Yep. I don't know, limiting that. Limiting yeah. the Everton squad with a goalie is harder. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've been tinkering a lot, and I've found some, like, deeper player comparison issues oh, in my draft. So I wanted to bring up some of those. Okay. And, I mean, everyone, you know, you can see, like, oh, yeah, Otsel is a great pick or whatever. But um, just some players I've been kind of yo-yoing in and out, and I've been conflicted about who I prefer, things like that. But players who are in the same price bracket and teams, right. I wanted to talk about more specifically. So uh, let's start with um, Liverpool midfield. So basically, you have Firmino, Coutinho, and Lalana, yep. all pretty similarly priced. Lalana is the cheapest. All of them have good stats ish over the last two and four matches. Um, yep. I mean, I know that they have a ton of games. But what do you see between the three of them? I mean, you're a Liverpool fan. What do you? Who are you looking at? Yeah. Assuming you have to pick one. Right, right, right. I'm tinkering a lot less than you are, so I've thought less. But on Liverpool specifically, I think they're priced pretty fairly, except I think Coutinho is still too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Firmino is the best guy to own. Mm-hmm. He has the huge output potential. He's like much more proven goal scorer than either of them. Um, he's been really, really good since Klopp got there. Um, I'm I'll a little nervous about the injury, but Klopp said it, he's fine. Yeah. Firmino also would probably play number nine if Sturridge doesn't play. Yeah, and Sturridge won't play all the games. And Origi's kind of hurt, and Benteke's just 
going to be cut. Um, so I think Firmino's definitely the best mm-hmm. at the top. But I would put, I would probably put Lalana ahead of Coutinho. Actually, really, um, Coutinho's form is really, really good. But it's kind of like a Barclay syndrome. Barkley syndrome, like he only scores screamers from outside the box. Mm-hmm. It's just not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Versus like saving what, almost a million on Lalana. I think Lalana has huge assist potential, huge bonus point potential. And he doesn't really shoot much, but it just seems like he's like in the box more. Yeah. And it seems like he would be of the two kind of more nailed because he just does so much more off the ball than Coutinho does. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he'll get 70 plus minutes in, in all the games versus maybe Coutinho will get 90 and 45 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 90 and 30. Yeah. One so. thing with the stats I was looking at, the Lana's in the last two games. He hasn't had a single shot attempt. He doesn't is, shoot. He doesn't shoot. It's concerning. It's almost just like getting an Ozil light. Yeah, um, that's what it is. But Coutinho, he's a little. His stats have been really good over the last four. He's had a lot of shot attempts. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been setting up pretty well. But as you yeah. say, I think I agree with you with minutes played. I think Lalana's probably could edge him and maybe start more because he's he's pretty fit, even though he kind of. Tails off towards the ends of games, but yeah, yeah. Coutinho does seem to need that genuine rest day off, and absolutely, um, yeah. And it's just so tempting because he'll give you that moment of magic, like against uh, United in the Europa. Like he'll just—he was having like the worst half ever, and then he just chipped ahead, and it was like yeah, holy fuck. Well, but yeah, I just for from a fantasy perspective, it's just not. I don't see it as something that's sustainable. Okay. Yeah. Um, so moving aside from that, sticking with the midfield, um, Alexis versus is a really real thing. I've been thinking a lot more about. I was kind of initially leaning just play safe, go Otsal, but the more I was looking at Alexis's stats and thinking about it, especially because this pr- the player that you pick between the two of them is probably going to be your captain in thirty four. Um, mm. I still feel so much more confident captaining Alexis than Otsal in general. Otsal's stats have been okay. He's, he's actually been taking a couple shots more than he usually does, but Alexis's stats have been, have been really good, and they've just been better. Um, he's a little bit more expensive. He's an extra mil. But I'm starting to try and feel that I want to figure out a way to fit Alexis in. What do Instead you think? of Otsal, yeah. Uh, this is like... This is probably the biggest debate of the whole, this whole part of the season, right? Because you'll definitely have one of them. You're insane to not have one of them. But just Old Faithful and Ozil or the potential in Lexus, I don't know. It seems pretty cut and dry on first glance. I was totally with you. I was like, yeah, Ozil, 100%. Like, he just returns so consistently. He'll be involved in something, but... Again, it's just that low ceiling that we've talked about all season. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Otsal, I know he was like off injured last game, but in the last two games, he's had one chance created. That's insane. Yeah, it's horrible. Really bad. Yeah. I don't know. I think I, I'll probably still go Mezut, but I don't know. I'm it feels also, so much safer. but It feels so safe, but also I've had Alexis for a ton of weeks, and he's done fucking nothing. Well, that said, he has returned in each of the last three games. Really? Yeah. An assist. Why does it always feel like that with Alexis? <laughs> I don't know. He's had an Remember assist last time he fucking was good? Like early in the season, we were like, he hasn't scored in fucking years. And I think it was the ep that Nate was on. He was like, you scored last game. Yeah. We were yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's weird. Yeah, That's I don't know. That's a tough one. He, you got to say Alexis is more of a rotation risk, though. Mm. I don't really see either of them as a rotation risk. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Does Alexis ever fucking miss a game when he's fit? They all, they're yeah, in no other competitions. He's crazy. Yeah, they're in no other competitions. Yeah, um, that's true. I mean, granted, when they have their double, they have, what in 34, they have three games in a week. So anyone could potentially not play one of those games just because that's so many games in a week. Uh, yeah. But that goes into game week 35, so... It could be that Arsenal, they feel really full, full strength lineups for both 34, and then 35, they're at Sunderland, and that could be a game where a, play, a couple players get rotated, 
which could burn yeah. us just as badly because we're going to be relying on our Arsenal players in game week 35 because we're going to have so many blankers. So that's a little tricky. Yeah, that's a little scary, but... But I want to. Man, I don't have I don't have any other strong feelings because I haven't had to. I'm not on wild card yet. I haven't had to make my decision yet. It's so yeah. tough between Ozil and Alexis. It just feels like no matter what, it'll be wrong. Yeah. But there's a shout to having them both also. Yeah, that's the thing is I was trying to play around with having both and. Yeah, it's tough though. It's really tough because now that I think Barkley is so essential because of the yeah. two double game weeks that that yeah. spot's taken care of and it, you can't go really cheap there. You, I really want to have a Liverpool midfielder. Firmino just seems so good. So yeah. it's tough because you're not going to drop Pae. And if you, so there's Pae, Barkley, a Liverpool midfielder. Balassi for me. but Balassi for you, and then there's Ozil, Alexis. Alexis. Those are like, yeah, yeah like how do, you, how do you choose from those? Yeah, That's hard. Tough. But the other thing I was also playing with, them. let's shift down to defense, is I mean, I'm really keen on doubling on Arsenal defense, and Bellerin is absolutely nailed into my team. Um, but I was thinking about it and looking at the, just the price, from the pure price and value standpoint, looking at Alexis and Ozil versus the Liverpool mids, Firmino, Coutinho, yeah. and Lalana. Yeah. What if you'd go Bellerin, Koscielny, and Czech and then get two Liverpool mids? Like, is that insane? Because it doesn't seem that insane to me. Huh. Um. Because, like, you're looking at. Over two million between Coutinho and Alexis, and you're looking at a good mil and a half between Coutinho and Alec- and Ozil. Um, yeah. Same games, whatever, and then you're getting the three most nailed on defensive options for Arsenal. And I think their defensive fixtures are better than their offensive fixtures, or from those perspectives. Yeah, I'm trying to think of why that sucks, and I can't think of a reason. Yeah, it it's might just not terrifying. Suck. Is really the only reason to you not don't have, have either of them. It's just so scary. Yeah, but it might not suck because looking at their the rest of the season for them, they have one bad defense, one bad fixture at City in game week 37. But besides that, they're at West Ham in 33. They could conceivably keep a clean sheet and all the rest. They're home Watford, home Palace, home West Brom, home Norwich, home Villa. And at Sunderland. And at Sunderland. So I guess it's just... It's a, like a Leicester, Leicester function for you. Yeah, same thing, I guess. It's like, are they the going to outpace... The thing is, is like I trust Arsenal attack so much more than I trust Leicester attack. Yeah, that's true. That, that's what makes it harder, but I'm, I'm not saying it's bad, but that just makes it a lot harder. Yeah, and I guess you're, you have a very good captaincy shout at one of their attackers. It's probably bad to triple on their defense. Yeah, but I mean, what, only for 34 captain, or are you talking about for the rest of the season? No, just in general. I mean, captainable fixtures for, in 34 for sure, but in 36 they have a home Norwich, and in 38 they're home Villa. Yeah, I just haven't loved better. captaining any Arsenal player all season, unless like Alexis emerges or something, you know? Yeah, that's true. But It's like, we've never really liked Ozil as a captain. Yeah, that's true, but still, Ozil has had some good captaincy hauls for some guys Absolutely. this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's tough. Arsenal has proven to be the trickiest thing for me, because... Other than Bellerin, I'm waffling between Ozil and Alexis, and then I'm waffling between Koscielny and Monreal. And then I've been looking also at Czech and putting Czech in, going heavy at the back, um, and then not having a second defender, just going with Bellerin and Czech. Which seems also really good to me, because you have to assume Czech is probably more nailed on than the rest of them. Yeah, I mean, Czech is obviously playing every game. But he's 5'9", and it's a lot to spend on a keeper, especially when I'm thinking about Monreal and Koscielny, and I still feel like they both have pretty good attacking intent. Um, so losing yeah. losing out on that sucks. But Czech has had, like, four double-digit games this year, which is fucking I know, he's fucked up. so good. So maybe Czech really... I mean, Czech and Robles are really good in tandem together. So I, I don't know, it might... Mike, just go with Czech back there and go with some weird-ass defender instead. Yeah, it's just the money. It's just like a matter of if you can afford it or not. Yeah, that's also a big factor. That, that's all that matters. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Czech and Robles are really fucking good Yeah. match. Because you get the home Watford, then 
Robles is double at Watford at Palace. Mm-hmm. Then you get home Palace, home West Brom, at Sunderland, home Norwich. And then when Czech has City, you get another double from Robles at Leicester at Sunderland. And yeah, that's that's so good. Yeah, it flows really nicely. Yeah. So, I don't mm. know. It's, yeah, there's are, so much to fucking think about. Yeah. I'm so happy that everyone is about to wildcard and like completely change their teams. Yeah, everything gets so torn up. The whole season is like resetting right now. Actual. Yeah, like uh, my place from now until the end of the season has a variance of like 200,000 places. <laughs> oh, for sure. Easily. Yeah, it's just like crazy. Yeah. It's very, very exciting times. It is exciting times. It's really, it's been really fun to tinker, honestly, because yeah, of course, yeah, there've been just like a stable of players who I've been kind of putting in and out, and it's interesting who's gonna make the final cut. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, I'll go through my team of what I'm sitting on. Yeah, um, let's do that. Yeah, I have Czech and Robles at the back. Defense, I have Cresswell, Dan, Sacco, Bellerin, Jan Mott. Midfield, I have Paye, Balassi, Firmino, Barkley, Otsel. And then strikers, I have Aguero, Lukaku, and Mitrovic. Yeah, I mean, I really like it. Yeah, it seems good. I, I like Cresswell a lot, too. Cause yeah, Cresswell, I think, is about to have a massive end of the season. Yeah, I hope so. Wise. And that's the kind of thing as I was looking a lot about Cresswell versus someone like Rojo. And I get to start him really good fixture in 32 home Palace, and he has good fixtures in 34 too, but I just feel like he's more exciting and he's more nailed. So He's I, just one of those, like, there's a lot of attacking defenders in the league, but him and very few others, I actually feel like they're like any game they could, like, score or assist. Yeah. And he's also you know, versus on some like you, someone else, like, I, I don't know, I'm not, nothing's coming to mind. Like, Scott Dan or something. It's not like a consistent attacking threat as much as like he might just score in a set piece. Right. It's like more random almost. Whereas right. Cresswell, it's just like he attacks really, really aggressively, really far, far forward every game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. And I also have him on Cresswell all year, so that should be pretty fun. Yeah, when I had him, he did a job for me. Yeah, he did. He had some really nice games. Yeah. So I feel pretty, pretty settled, settled on this. Um, I do like Firmino. I've come back around on him. He's just been so consistent. He's so good. He's been good. so fucking good. Yeah, he's just been so good. And then, yeah, you just got to monitor the injury. I don't know if we'll get any news on it, but he's been so incredible the last like ten weeks. Yeah, and the thing is, worst case, if he's not going to be fit for thirty-two, they are playing Spurs, so I could just leave him on the bench. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's probably. I'll probably bench. I'll probably bench him this week. I think I, as of right now, I'd probably bench. Barkley at United over Firmino. Yeah, yeah. But even if he's not fit, maybe I'll just go Coutinho or Lalana instead, and then, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, you got a lot more tinkering to do. Yeah, and I mean, press conferences will be very significant at the end of the week, so... Yeah, we're, we're, we're still a full like week away. We're re- recording on Easter Sunday. Yeah, recording on Sunday. So It's very fucking weird, by the way. Yeah, it's very strange. Sunday afternoon pod is weird. Usually we're still digesting the games. Yeah, there was just like so much emptiness this morning. Uh, it was just so dull. It's just like I woke up I, at 7 as usual, because that's just when I wake up in life. And I was just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah, I slept in. I didn't set an alarm. Yeah. I like, watched up. a movie this morning. It was so weird. That is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Should we... Um, let's go into 32, Captain. Yeah, let's cleaners. go to Game Week 32 because it's coming yeah. fast. So Chelsea got to play Villa, so that's nice. Yeah, man. A lot of people have asked me on Twitter like if I'm going to take a punt on a Chelsea player. I'd, I don't know because I'd have to probably take a hit, but... They're all good to own right now. Fabregas, Oscar leading the way in the midfield, and then any defender. Yep. What was that? I just had a nice big gulp of beer, and it was so yummy. Oh, that sounds great. Um, yeah, Oscar's had had really good stats lately. Oscar. Fabregas is turning yeah. up. I yeah. like Oscar. You know I like Oscar. Yeah, and then like Ivanovic as Piliqueta are great for this week. Yeah, yeah. There should be but, some goals there. And who knows if Birdie will start at striker. That'd be fun. 
Yeah, that would be fun for people. Uh, Arsenal home Watford. I mean, I don't think that's a great fixture. Even though are Watford- you talking about captains right now? Yeah. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess we can just mix everything together because life. What, mix captains and cleans? That's fucking No, no, mental. mix captains and just like general merriment about Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's talk, let's talk captains 32. It'll pretty much go over every favorable fixture. But yeah. would you captain anyone from Chelsea? <sighs> no. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Arsenal home Watford. I mean, we've we've been off Watford as a as a captainable fixture in general. I remember the last time I captained a player against Watford was in the reverse fixture. Was Arsenal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two points. Yeah, no, I'm staying away from that. Yeah. They haven't kept it clean in a while, but they've allowed like the second least amount of goals or some, something very low. Yeah, I'll still be captaining Otel or Alexis because I'll be there, whichever of those two that I end up on. No, don't do it. No, why not? It's so much fun. Oh, uh, because you'll be there. Yeah, right. Or no. Do you but, think it's but bad? But maybe that'll just take away from it. Because I'll like be looking at them. So You'll just much. be staring at Ozil. Yeah, but the opposite. You'll be like, "Why the fuck aren't you running?" Yeah, I know that's true. But what am I gonna fucking captain uh, Paya against Palace? I hate that. Yeah, you, that's that sucks for you. Maybe I'll captain Kuhn. Fuck it. Why not? I mean, away that he'll get two points, but I'll get four yeah, it's points. Yeah, a lock for two points. He won't get a yellow card, probably. Yeah, he probably won't get a yellow. No. So you're nailed for for four points. I don't know. I mean, he's uh, he's fucking in Argentina, which is not too close to home. But I still feel like he's had a couple of blanks. But you never he's know. Still good, right? I think. Yeah, I think he's still pretty good, and you never know. And it's the kind of I, thing when I honestly don't know. Yeah, nah, it's the kind of thing like we've talked we talked about it a while ago. I think when we captained him when he was a little bit of a differential captain, and he had a pretty good week. But when you have Aguero against a team like Bournemouth, who are just such shit, and he's such a differential captain. I think it's a good, it's a good shout. Yeah, even he though he's away, and they, I mean maybe KDB will be back, and that'll help. But yeah, he should be. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean Silva has a couple of weeks off to like rest his wrap his little ankle in cotton wool, but I think Aguero <laughs> is a good shout. Yeah, I have no problem. Yeah. Pretty much ever captaining Aguero. Yeah, so maybe that'll be the move. Yeah, know. you mentioned Paya earlier. He's the other huge captain. Yeah. Um, I think. He's like borderline essential this week. His stats have just been so incredibly good. Yeah. And he's so, so highly owned. Yeah. I just am so, like, I don't own him right now, and I'm just so scared. Like, I, I feel like I have to get rid of someone and bring him in. Yeah, I mean, it does scream of a 11 or 12 pointer, like a goal assist with bonus kind of he's a playing, thing. Yeah, he's been playing so far forward. We mentioned earlier Palace hasn't, haven't kept it clean all year. He's just so fucking good. Yeah, he's fucking really good. So that's probably the best and will be the biggest captain of the week. Yeah, probably. Probably Pai. But I wouldn't look past Kane because he's just been having such beautiful things uh, happen lately. His form. Yeah, his form he is had insane. That, he had that beauty against Germany. and That game was so fucking yeah, good. Yeah, so good. But yeah. I think he's still, even though at Liverpool is hardly a good fixture, I think he's still a shout. Yeah, we usually take care of Tottenham, but I can't deny that. Yeah, and then I don't know. Leicester home Southampton doesn't doesn't seem too good to me. I, I don't nah. think Mares is a good shot. Mares's form is also very very good though. Yeah, must that's be said. that's true. He could always brace, but yeah, I saw like they won like seven one. They played some Ethiopia or something <laughs> international break. They won like seven one. Mars is just like easiest game ever. Yeah, it's disgusting who they play in those fucking African bullshits. Yeah, um, there's I wish like Yeah, I just wish they were better. Like the Cote d'Ivoire and like the countries who actually have like good international players, they still all seem to underperform. Yeah, like Nigeria sometimes is good. Yeah, Cameroon. Easy. Yeah, they they're always Supposed to be good and never are. Yeah, um, I think but that's, that's it pretty for, much it for captains, right? Yeah, I think so. I think there's like, I think there's going to be a fifteen pointer in the midst somewhere, and if you hit that, it'll be great, good for you because it's not going to be like last week where it was seventy percent can and he had twenty million points. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot more spread out, and the fixtures are a lot more uh, leave a lot more up for interpretation. So we'll see if you if you can pick the right captain. Totally. But there is a high point score in the in those games for sure. 
Um, yeah. Clean, um, so clean Queens, tick. we mentioned Chelsea, their Villa. No, nothing else needs to be said. Arsenal, home Watford's probably good. Yeah, it seems good to me. Um, I can't trust City defense without yeah. Hart and without company. Yeah. Hart might be back, I saw, but... Whatever, no company. No company. That's the thing is for me with Man City is no company, and they're just a mess. Yeah, I have Otamendi still, and I'll probably start him, but, like, fuck. Yeah, but he could at least get a goal or something. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, Newcastle Norwich? Who the <sighs> fuck knows? I don't know what's happening in that game. What a nightmare game. Norwich, I don't know how they've been good defensively. They've been went, really good defensively. Yeah, they Closa, back to, Closa yeah. is just... On fire right now. Yeah, he gets all the bonus. And he they, gets like, he, yeah, his like stats are fucked up good. Like they're so good. Yeah, I actually but, looked at him. I was like, fuck, do they have a double? And they don't, so I can't. Yeah, they have one in thirty-seven <laughs> though, so that'll be nice. Yeah, if he's still the best defender in the league in thirty-seven, I'll make sure to get him. Triple captain, closer. Yeah, I saw someone mention on Twitter today re the Stoke Swansea game. It's just like. Stoke, obviously, today or yesterday, Butland got hurt and he's out for life. He's dead. And then I think their backup is also hurt. So they just have like some no name guy. And, and he was talking about Siggy, feeling good about Siggy. <sighs> Siggy, I don't know. I, whoever the fuck they put between the sticks, I still feel like that's going to be a tough game for Swansea, given how fucking shit they look against Villa. Very tough game. But do you see a clean there, maybe? Uh, no, probably, probably not. not. Probably not, Probably 1-1, right? honestly. Yeah, Stoke at home, they usually score. And maybe 1-1-2-1, one, 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 Stoke takes it, I don't know. Yeah, Sunderland-West think... Brom could be nil-nil, though. Yeah, yeah. I have probably. Defoe, so I hope not, but... The thing with Sunderland is, though, they need some points. Like, Badly. They need to not nil-nil, they need fucking goal, they need to stop nil-nil. Yeah, so they're going to go balls to the wall. Yeah. West Ham Palace, I mean, anyone playing Palace is a good shot for a claim. Yep. And that's it. That's pretty much it for cleans, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that Leicester Southampton exam is going to be fucking incredible. I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited, obviously, for Liverpool Spurs. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do to watch. I'm really excited for Stoke Swansea. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm probably going to like leave the Emirates with Senny and go straight to a bar to watch Liverpool Spurs. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. That's a thing, right? They do that? They definitely do that. Like, everyone's going to be at the local bars before the game, get fucking pissed at their fucks, and then Arsenal will probably win, everyone's going to be happy, go back to the bars, and then everyone's just going to be shitting on both teams the entire time. It's actually going to be amazing. Yeah, it could be great. They fucking hate Scousers, and they hate Spurs more than anything. But I'm just so nervous about my, like, awake, of life because you know I can't sleep on plans oh and you're landing and going straight to the game yeah. right? I feel like I'm going to need to have Sandy bring me like an 8 ball yeah just, <laughs> <laughs> like, just pour it, it in your pie yeah. at halftime like, just, no just pour it right up my ass if you want to hang out, you better score me some coke because otherwise yeah. I'm going to sleep not gonna like at it. halftime. And I'm sure you could get some like sketchy fucking lad shit fuck after the game. Uh, yeah, give me it all the. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're falling asleep, Sandy will just like slap you in the face and pour you another beer. I think it'll work. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, so in I, terms of transfers, I should mention because you're on wildcard, but I still have one free. To yeah, what maneuver. are you doing? What are you punting on? I'm probably gonna bring in Pie for someone leaning towards Siggy or Alexis, um, and then I might also take a defensive hit and bring in a Chelsea player. I think it's not the worst thing ever to take a hit right now because I'll I'll captain Pie if I do that. What's the advantage to taking a hit to bring in a Chelsea defender for one week only? Is that they're just playing Villa and I have bad defensive fixtures? Yeah. Who, who would you be looking at in, uh, instead? I'd probably get rid of Bertrand for Ivanovic. I mean, who would you be starting if you didn't do the transfer? Oh, I mean, right now I have Fuchs, home Southampton, Otamendi at Bournemouth. He should be fit. Mm-hmm. And Bertrand at Leicester. My other defenders are Circus Charlie, Home City, and Joel Ward, who I will never start. Mm. Yeah, that's bad. 
Yeah, I mean, they're horrendous. So My bad. defenders are so bad. It was something that hit me like three or four weeks ago. I was like, I have like the worst defensive lineup in yeah, the fucking that's world. That's a really bad defense. Why do you think I use all out attack to no avail? Like, yeah. It's so bad. Uh, I don't know when it happened. I know. It wasn't that long ago that like everyone was transferring in Southampton defenders. Circus Charlie was the best thing ever. Fuchs clean every week. And Automendi was like a little punt that worked out. I think now. it's kind of a combo because Spurs, I um, Southampton and uh, Bournemouth fixtures turned at the same time and they're horrible. Turned at the same time, and I have and no Tottenham have, defender, which everyone does. Yeah. You have Ward, who's just the worst thing ever. Yeah, so I'll probably do. I'll probably do that. Honestly, I'll probably do the hit. It's just so difficult because the upside with taking a hit for one week with your defenders so hard to get. Net yeah, points. the only good thing, like I said, the only good thing is uh, Captain Pie kind of yeah. maybe that, will make up for it. I think that if I were you, I wouldn't bother with the hit defensively and just go with either Circus for a pen or yeah or Birdie and maybe they shock a nil-nil or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Because, you know, I mean, you take, the minus, feel good. you take the minus four, they get the clean sheet points. If they don't get bonus or an attacking return, then you're coming out. At best, you're getting like one point because your other defender, your defender that you may have started, gets one point for two goals allowed. Right, right, right. It's tough to make that up in one week. It's very tough, yeah. But we'll see. I don't know. It's just like Villa. No, I know. I like mean, Ivanovich against Villa. Like, I know. Or get like he's Terry. Gotta, he's got to be a shot for a goal. Yeah, or like get Terry. He could get a goal. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm just talking about it, but I don't know. Yeah, well, you'll see how you feel on it's Friday. Yeah, exactly. So let's wrap it up. Um, next pod's going to be you, Nate, and Sogson. <laughs> that is such a good ref. Yeah, it'll probably be me, Nate, and a special guest. Okay. On like a Monday or Tuesday. And back back to normal schedule, not recording on Sunday anymore. But well, next pod, I can't wait to listen to the next pod in London, Derry. Yeah, you'll get the experience that I got, the third out-of-body, third-person weird experience of yeah. listening to your own pod. It'll be so good without me. All right. Follow All right. on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. Give us some rate and reviews and shit on iTunes. Uh, we're on Stitcher. Email us, FMLFPL, with any questions. We're also looking for good opening questions, not footy-related. Uh, follow on Twitter, at FMLFPL. Join the league. Cheers.